thank you thank for letting you. me know that. And they're like, what? Because of this societal and cultural conditioning that we have. I mean, like, they're like, uh, uh, you're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> like, Hello, 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 and welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, come and join the conversation in our Facebook group. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. I feel like rather than hello, 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 we should have just started with boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> that should have been just like, like we should have switched the intro for the entire the entire <laughs> first the season, uh, season, series, whatever the hell it is we're doing right now. Damn just it, like... let's re-record all of them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so here we are. Episode number three that is of our third boundary in the boundaries, boundaries, boundaries series. Um, and I know this is this is I think this is really part of the reason we care so much about this is, and I'm literally only just thinking about this as I'm saying it right now. I realize this is the reason our friendship is as good as it is. Mm. Yeah, like this one thing, mm-hmm. and especially like because it combines two of the things that make our relationship as good as it is, both in terms of our business relationship and our friendship relationship, which is like communication and boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I must just realizing like, I'm like, this is, this is the essence of why we're as close as we are. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm literally just realizing this right now. Truth. Um, <laughs> right. And I also think that we want to just kind of name the fact that it is somewhat challenging to communicate about boundaries. And often uncomfortable. Yeah. Like even, even between us and even, even now, like there's sometimes like, Okay, like, how do I present this? Like, my boundary was, like, just crossed. Yeah. What do I do? Like, ooh, and that's a boundary. There's a reason it's a boundary. I'm going to communicate. Well, and I think that that, ooh, especially within, like, a relationship like ours, is based on how other people have responded to us Mm -hmm. about our needs as we have gone through life. Yes. It's not about us. Like if I feel that tension now and like we'll get into the fact that like when like when we first started to be friends and I first started to communicate boundaries, very different Mm -hmm. experience what it is now. But it's interesting how, yeah, there is still a little bit of that kind of little flutter that kind of happens when I think about Okay. It doesn't ever, I don't think it ever feels comfortable per se. I think it just feels less uncomfortable Mm -hmm. as you kind of progress. But that discomfort is not because of Serena or how she's responded to my boundaries. In fact, I can't think of a single moment where boundaries has come up between the two of us. And I don't, haven't felt seen, heard, validated, respected um, in that situation. I think that our boundaries get crossed so much in life and especially when we're children mm-hmm. like our boundaries get crossed all the time like i, I the the uh, it, the um 
there was a post that did the rounds again recently. It comes up like periodically where um, uh, it's a mother telling the story of like her three-year-old daughter dealing with an elder gentleman. I don't remember. I think he might be a family member and her like helping her daughter to set that it's like, it's okay to tell him no. It's okay. Like, like, when like give auntie like, a hug right no, i don't want to exactly. give auntie a hug you need to give auntie a hug right like, exactly it's like uh, like the um i mean it was it's one of the things that was kind of funny when when we were growing up like my my sister would obviously would often say no <laughs> like, like my grandma would like a hug no and off she would go and i'm like and then i would feel bad because my grandma so i'd try and give her two hugs <laughs> spot the spot the recovering people pleaser um but i think that like so often like as children Add, add boundaries across and needs a compromise not necessarily intentionally mm-hmm. just because people don't know better don't understand better and don't realize the importance of teaching children autonomy and respect and consent especially as they are children because that's what they learn is permissible with themselves mm-hmm. but I think that also like as we go through life and again like recognizing that they are kind there are levels of privilege in this because as a woman my boundaries have been crossed I'm sure more than the average man because men think it's okay to put their hand on the small of my back to move me they think it's okay to cross my personal boundaries because they want to quote unquote flirt I've, I mean, I literally, I remember I was in a club years ago and this guy was flirting by dancing into me, like literally was like colliding with me repeatedly as a form of flirtation. And I'm like, what do you think is going to happen? Am I going to turn and go, oh my God, I must have you now because you've collided with me several times? It's not fifth grade. I punched you because I liked you. Right. (laughs) And even that. Even that, you look at that, where that is the messaging that a lot of people mm-hmm. get. Oh, someone's mean to you because they like you. Like, they like, like, crossing their boundaries is, crossing my boundaries is an indication this person likes me. Like, think of the messaging that we get. And how often, as I said, our boundaries are crossed. And, like, we have a huge amount of privilege because we are straight, white, cisgendered women for the most part. Um, and we therefore are, we hold a level of privilege. That privilege is not there. Like boundaries get crossed even more when you are, um, a, so for example, a B-Bint woman. So the uh, black, brown, indigenous or lazy people is the uh, term that was uh, coined by according to Weiss. Um, even more so with their boundaries crossed. And then if you imagine if you are then a transgender a woman of color or if you are a disabled especially with disabled people like the the boundary crossing is just horrific and so like there but we are consistently being in like being having the experience of our boundaries being crossed as we go through life mm-hmm. and which means that starting to one understand our boundaries because then every time that happens we're aware of the fact that it's happening but then communicating around it like the world has taught us that the world don't give a fuck about what our boundaries are for the most part like that's generally the messaging that we get Mm -hmm. which is that nobody else cares and your boundaries are going to be crossed so when you start to kind of do this like this try to navigate what it is to communicate boundaries so that people understand how to be in relationship with you in a way that does not compromise them. It's tough. 
-hmm. It's uncomfortable because we are waiting for the other person to be like, and? Mm -hmm. Or not even acknowledge, not even like pretend that they didn't hear the conversation and just carry on about their merry business. And I know that there are, I mean, there were people in my extended family who wouldn't give two shits about crossing my boundaries, honestly, still as an adult. Mine too. And there's a reason that I don't see those people very often (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I'm happy to manage my boundaries by not seeing them. Um, And so I think that like when we start to get into this space of communicating around boundaries, a lot of the discomfort comes up because we have internalized those experiences as a com as a compromised value need. We have internalized those as I am not worthy of having my boundaries respected because they have been so consistently crossed. And so what ends up happening is that that then the thought of then trying to communicate around those, we're afraid of having that unmet value need reconfirmed. And this is the reason that the really vital part of boundaries is what are you going to do about it? Because you doing something about it is you respecting your value need. You enforcing with yourself, I am worthy of having my boundaries respected. I am worthy of having them met. And if the rest of the world ain't going to do it, I'm going to do it for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to act in such a way that means that my boundaries stay honored and respected. Um, So before we get into actual communicating about boundaries, I also want to reiterate something I said in the first episode of this series which is you do not always have to communicate your boundaries. If it is not safe for you to communicate your boundaries, it is okay not to communicate about them. Like you need to make sure that you are honoring your your needs in how you navigate your boundaries. So as I gave the example in the first episode, if I'm in a bar and some guy is like hitting on me and being overly handsy or like in my face, I'm and I'm on my own. I may not feel safe to be like, excuse me, I have a boundary here. And if you do not respect that boundary, I'm going to leave because it might not be safe for me to do that. I mean, we know so many stories of women who have experienced violence because somebody said no, because Mm -hmm. somebody exerted a boundary. And as I said, White women have a lot more privilege than other, uh, with women, other LGBT folks, um, people from uh, black, brown, indigenous, and other melanated people. Like we have a lot of privilege in that. But even our experience is that it is all, it is often not safe in certain situations to communicate about our boundaries. And if it is not safe, it is okay to manage your boundaries in the way that prioritizes your safety. Mm-hmm. You do not owe anybody politeness. You do not owe anybody communication around this. You don't owe anybody jack, to be quite honest, other than not to be negatively impacting their needs. And you choosing not to communicate around that is not negatively impacting somebody else's needs. That's an entitlement they have to that communication. So in that situation, I would be like, oh, I'm I'm, gonna need, I'm just going to run to the bathroom. And then I would leave. Mm-hmm with no qualms whatsoever. Um, or, oh, I'm sorry, I've got to go and meet my friend now. Or I've just had a text message, I've got to go. Like there's there's a lot of ways in which you can navigate that situation. And even with people who you know, as I said, if you have a family member who is adamant in not respecting boundaries, because this is where these the needs start to kind of play, like interplay with each other. Sometimes... 
somebody with an unmet personal power need can try to have power over somebody by not respecting their boundaries shitty strategy for meeting you're not meeting your personal power need well it's completely red spec well very very red spectrum way of meeting needs and it's not going to be supporting your needs and because you're compromising somebody else's because of interconnectedness you're going to end up compromising your own needs so it's i mean it's a shitty strategy all around but somebody who wants to have power over somebody if somebody communicates their boundaries to them they might try to engage that power over by crossing those boundaries so like this is where like and it's okay to take care of your needs in such a way that they're not going to be negatively impacted. In which case, you don't give them warning. (laughs) If they're not going to respect their boundaries or worse, they're going to use your boundary as a way to try to have power over you in the situation. Um, Oh, I'm so sorry. I got to go. Bye. (laughs) I mean, later. Maybe massaged a little bit. Maybe communicating a little differently. Maybe. Maybe. And maybe not. The key thing is here is the first step in learning how to communicate boundaries is learning you don't always have to communicate mm-hmm. your boundaries. It's okay to not do it. If you need to do that in order to preserve other boundaries, in order to keep yourself safe, in order to stop yourself from being further negatively impacted. That's that's something that can be used against people in, in sometimes. Yes. So that is the first and foremost that kind of embraces our entire conversation going forward (laughs) because what we're gonna we're gonna talk more about when we do choose to communicate our boundaries Mm -hmm. how do we go about doing that how do we go about communicating our boundaries i don't know tell me (laughs) (laughs) sit back and listen up (laughs) oh i'm throwing shit bye mouse Well, do you need to pick it up again? Yeah, (laughs) while I go and retrieve my mouse, I'm going to let Claire jump on this one. Uh, How do we communicate our boundaries, Claire? Well, (laughs) the first thing is as we were like a little recap from our last episode, remember, boundaries are not fixed. They are changing a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're. they're changing probably more than they're fixed, mm-hmm. um, which means that not only do we need to be good at knowing what they are, which was the la- what the last episode was about, but we also means that for the people and the relationships and the situations where we want to be communicating our boundaries, we want to be good at communicating them and where they are right now mm-hmm. in this moment. Because just because they were there, because I can like, I mean... Where's she going? Yeah, it's a it's a kind of funny situation. Like I in my head, I've got like like a boundary could be the same thing like seven days a week and then on the eighth day it changes all I've got in my head is like you know when a toddler has a favorite food that's their favorite food forever and then all of a sudden one day they don't like it anymore. Like it's that kind of thing Mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, hold on a second. Like my boundary is here, my boundary is here, my boundary is here, my boundary is here. Oh, boundaries change. Mm -hmm. And that could be a change in the sense that they're changing, they're moving closer rather than further apart. So for example, in an early stages of an intimate relationship, it might be like, oh, okay, I'm I'm wanting to go slow right now. So I give you an example of this. Um, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend watching Heartstopper on Netflix. It is the, it's just the most heartwarming show. Um, it is a, a show about um, a, basically a bunch of um, queer teens in the UK. So it is um, the different different variations of uh, and, and combinations of um, people from the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, so um, there's um, there's trans characters, there's gay characters, there's bi characters, there's asexual characters. There's a kind of and it's it's really about them and their lives and how they are navigating their lives. And there's a 
a kind of key core love story, which is um, uh, between these two characters, uh, Nick, who is a, a boy who is bi, and Charlie, who is a, a gay boy. And they are basically in the it, this whole story kind of follows their, their relationship is a central relationship in the whole thing. Um, and we're in season two right now. Season two uh, released a, a week or two ago. And there's this beautiful moment where they're on this field trip in uh, Paris and they are, um, they're, they're in a, they're, they're sharing a room together um, because, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny how that one of the rules is boys and girls can't share a room together. And when they get that rule, all of these people at the table are like, okay, cool. Um, obviously, because they're wanting to make sure there's no um, hanky panky or what have you. And then, then obviously the people are like, uh, you kind of forgot about us, didn't you? Um, so, there's this moment where they're, they're, they're sharing a room together, but there's four four people who are sharing the room and the other two are kind of out off doing something. And the two of them are like lying on the bed together and they're kissing and making out and everything. I think it, I think this is this moment. It might be a different moment. In, like, forgive me if I'm getting the reference not quite accurate. Um, but at one point, one of them says to the other, um, I'm not, uh, something like, like, I just want to be kissed. I just want to do kissing right now. Or I'm not comfortable in doing more than kissing right now. Um, and the other one's like, oh, no, no. Like, I didn't want to do that either. Well, obviously, I do want to do that, but not yet. Like, they have they have this whole kind of conversation about where is the boundary with, with like, with respect to their physical intimacy at that moment in time. Now, I would imagine that there is going to come a point. Like, they've now set that. Like, we do, like, kissing. That's what we do. Um, and that's where the line is in terms of what we are both comfortable at the moment. Now... I'm guessing at some point in the future that is going to change. And it's like, actually, I feel I would like to explore doing this. Are you comfortable exploring doing that? So it's like that we want to be communicating how our boundaries are when they bring us closer together and when they move us further apart. So often I think we think about boundaries in terms of this. Oh, how do I get further away? How do we mm -hmm. get further apart? Like, how do we put space between us? And there are going to be moments like, like there have been times where like Serena's asked me if I wanted a hug and I'm like not right now and then it's like actually I'm yes I want a hug now if that's like if that's still available <laughs> um sort of thing so it's like the, the, the communication goes two ways mm -hmm. we don't want to communicate just when we're getting further apart we want to also communicate when things are kind of bringing us closer together as well mm -hmm. how we begin communicating is really important in this yes like the, the how can kind of make or break how you're setting your boundary. Well, it can it can make or break how the boundary is received. Mm. And again, like the thing is, is that a lot of the time the perception is somebody setting a boundary is something that is for them and against the other person. So using me and Serena as the example, not that this happens. With it. Like if I'm setting a boundary and when we first started having these conversations, me setting a boundary, Serena could have seen like, oh, that's something I'm doing for me, but against her. So how I communicate that is going to make a big difference to how it is received. If it's communicated in a way which amplifies that feeling of like, well, this is against you and this is not about what you want. It's about what I want. Um, and I don't care what you want and blah, 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 blah. Then, or like I'm trying to punish you or I'm trying to push you away, then it might amplify that reaction. So I think that it's the, the communication, how we communicate can do something to really help 
people come together and bring people and realizing that a boundary is not something I'm doing against you. It's actually something I'm doing for both of us. Mm-hmm. Because if you cross my boundary, I mean, several instances recently where I've had to let somebody know something. Right, like Serena, we shared a couple of episodes ago. I let Serena know about the friend of ours who'd gone through this trauma because I know that there was a now a boundary there because this person said, I don't want to discuss this with anybody. And if Serena had reached out to her about this very, about her pregnancy, for example, I could very, very easily see that's a crossing of that boundary that Serena didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. And if she crossed it, she would have felt awful. And so like sometimes that communication of boundaries, it helps us to know how do I do friendship with you in a way that works for you? How do I do relationship in a way that works for you? And like by learning how to communicate about about our boundaries, it's like it's how you learn the other person and the way of doing things that works for the other person. Mm -hmm. So what are the steps? There are a few things that are worth considering in how we are communicating about our boundaries in order to, because... Bear in mind, the boundaries are here to try and bring us closer. If I want to communicate a boundary with Serena in such a way that brings us closer, it helps me if I can communicate it in a way that she can hear well Mm -hmm. and in a way that she will be able to receive well and is far more likely to want to bring her closer and engage in that conversation. So first thing that we want to do is we want to make it about us because it is about us. It is about us and our needs. It's not about what the other person's done, what they we think they're going to do, what they have done in the past, what they haven't done in the past. or Because the second we do that, we start to drop into that space where it feels blamey. Mm-hmm. And once it starts to feel blamey, it starts to feel a little bit, the, that's when the defensiveness tends to come up. And defensiveness is not a good not helpful when we're trying to communicate around our boundaries. I also think it's where the kind of internalization comes up as well. Like if um, it's not presented in a way that I'm receiving it, well, I go into my head and I'm like, well, what is it? Like I'm trying to figure it out. What is it about me? What What did I do wrong? Uh, Yeah, and you start kind of worrying on it. It's like, oh, like, is it me? Is it some kind? What did I do? And they could be telling you this stuff, but at this point you've already checked checked out out, and you're like, oh, wait, huh? Uh Uh, yeah I'm having a conversation in my head mm-hmm. like it's like you've turned into Charlie Brown school teacher like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so true um so the first thing is make it about me about how I'm feeling and what I need so it's not about them so it's rather than about them what they're doing criticizing them um it's about what do I need and the fact that I need it because of where I'm at right now mm-hmm. so for example if someone is getting in your personal space You can say, for example, like an example of this would be like, I'm feeling tired right now. I'm feeling off right now. I'm going to take some time to rest. That's what I need right now. So it's like someone could be doing this and it would be very easy for someone to be, could you get out my face? Like that could be the response. Mm -hmm. But in actual fact, like I'm I'm going to go and take some time to rest because that's what I need right now. Um, And it's not necessarily that they're doing something wrong. It's just that where we're at, we need something Mm -hmm. different. So we talked about a couple of episodes ago, the celebration thing and how we are big celebrators and we like to do the big thing and blah, 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 blah. Now, if I say to Serena, I just want to acknowledge this thing. 
I can imagine Serena jumping in on, like, if she's in the space, right, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And I'll be, if I'm tired, I'm like, can, can we sleep? <laughs> can, can, can we do that? Can we celebrate through sleeping? It's a, it's a pajama party yeah. in our own beds. <laughs> sure. Like, and, and that's the thing is that it's not that they're doing something wrong. And you can even add that to the communication. You can say, like, it's not that you're doing anything wrong right now. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just in this space where I need this right now. Mm-hmm. So you can add that layer if you feel like it would be helpful to qualify the fact that it is not something that they have done. It is where you are at and what you need in this moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to take number two? Yeah, I mean, when you, the first thing is, you know, say it's about yourself mm-hmm. and then also let them know how it's going to benefit them too. Because right. if you can back it up with a, this, this, this actually works for both of us because, mm-hmm. or, and making sure, like in this, this example, I do want to kind of caveat with, there's, there would be a knowing that this would benefit the situation for both of you and not impact the other person's needs. We're not saying come up with a like a boundary of yours and trying to figure out how it benefits them. Like to right. kind of like we're not saying just sugarcoat something for them. It'd be like, no, this does benefit us in this way. So like in the last example, I need to go take a rest because um, this is where I'm at right now. Then being like, so I can connect with you and support you in the way that I want to. Because right. if I come at it from where I'm at right now, like I'm just I'm just not able to be there in that right. way. So there is a benefit to me resting right now. You know, I'm doing something for me that's going to benefit both of us. And also, like you can in within that again, you can add the extra layer of I want to connect with you right mm-hmm. now. Like I want to connect with you because it might. I mean, they might not need support. They might just like like I really want to be present with you right now. Mm-hmm. And where I'm at, I know I can't do that right now. I'm gonna go rest so that when we spend time together next, like let's let's arrange to see each other tomorrow, mm-hmm. and. I, I want to go rest so that I can be present with you. So it's like letting them know it's not like, well, if you do this for me, this is going to benefit for you. Like mm-hmm. it can be like, I want to do this. Like I want to be with you. I want to support you. I want to be present with you. And this is what I need to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's really important. And then the the next step is like to show appreciation for how they might be feeling and understanding of how they're feeling. So that it's like, goes a long, 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 long way. Huge way. Huge way. I understand you may have some feels about this. Right. Absolutely. So it's like in that situation, like I understand that you might be disappointed because like I know we were wanting to spend time together and I want to spend like, and you can even say, and I'm disappointed too. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be you're disappointed, I'm getting what I need. It can be like, actually, I'm disappointed too. Like a great example of this was actually last night. Um, um, Serena and I had plans to hang out socially with each other. Um, I went and had my uh, massage. And then um, when I got back, it was raining here. Now we live on an island where traffic uh, can be a little dangerous at the best of times. When it's raining... And both of us live in one vehicle households. So there is one vehicle that both of us share, not with each other, with the people that we live with. Um, and so um, when the, and both of the people that we were living with were going to work. Now, Serena thought that I had the car. So she said to Joe, do you want to take the car to work so that you stay safe on the roads? I thought Serena had the car. So I said to the person that I'm with, 
can do you want to take the like do you want to take the car so that you can get to uh, work safely and what have you and he was like yes and Serena then texts me going um Joe's got the car so um just in case you need to know about that for planning and I was like oh shit <laughs> we have plans to hang out that evening unfortunately we're in houses in two different islands and um, I don't even have a vehicle. I don't even have like a bike here or anything that I could have got to. And plus it was raining. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting because we wanted to hang out. Now, the truth was both of us were exhausted as well. We were both very, very tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, when when I got that message, I was like, I think the decision's been made for us because I don't have the car either, which means that we can't get to each other. Now, the interesting thing is, is that we were both like, I'm disappointed because I was wanting to hang out and I also think this is probably good for us. I mean, I was I I was in bed by half past seven last, no, like 7.40 last night. That's mm-hmm. how tired I was and that is unheard of for me. Um, but being able to voice the fact that we were both disappointed by it, it made us feel like it wasn't like, oh, yay, I get to rest now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there was an element of, yay, I get to rest now because I know I need rest. Right. But also that, yay, I need to rest now is also met with that I'm disappointed because I was really looking forward to hanging out with each other. And acknowledging that with between each other. I mean, uh, no surprise to this audience, we're energetic people. Like if we hadn't said something, there might have been an offness in Mm. the energy between us, which would have been I'm just disappointed but depending on where we both were which was tired Mm -hmm. which was at the end of a day which was you know before dinner time like there were a couple of factors playing into the moment of where we were both at Uh emotionally physically and all of that yeah it could have created some tension like oh I bet she's mad at are you mad at me like that kind of thing but where we're she seems off but I don't know why she's off well why she's off is she's disappointed we didn't get to hang out Mm -hmm. like but without that piece of information, it's like, oh, did I do something? Yeah. Did I say something? Like <laughs> without naming that for what it was, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe we would have just both both been disappointed on our ends and gone about it. But there is a chance that not communicating that could have led to something additional, an additional right. layer that didn't need to be there. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, and then the other thing is to just ensure that we to let them know we're communicating this is for the moment this is for mm-hmm. this moment now obviously this is different if you are like this is a pro- someone who is an issue and you need to set a hard boundary mm-hmm. because that's what you need in order to manage your needs and make sure they're not negatively impacted that's slightly different but if it is only like for the moment let somebody know that it is only for the moment. That be- like we know boundaries change. A lot of the time, boundaries change a lot, mm-hmm. and which means that if boundaries change, that we are communicating what the boundary is for right now. Like it's not necessarily going to be this way forever. It might change tomorrow. Might be different. Like it'll be like this is what I need right now. And I don't know where I'm going to be at tomorrow, but I will let you know when that changes. So, Because again, like communicating, like I, I get that this is probably going to change. And if this is probably going to change, I will let you know mm-hmm. when that changes. And the last thing is we don't owe anybody an explanation. Mm-hmm. An explanation is a sprinkle on the boundary Sunday if we choose to offer it. Right. And that's the thing is that a lot of the time like when it comes to boundaries is that because it's like, oh, I need to do this for because this person's doing something that's not okay with me. 
in like when I said like sometimes it's like no this is a hard boundary and I don't owe you an explanation I, I just need you to know this is where I'm at and I'm gonna leave the thing is we don't owe anybody an explanation but with our close people often we want mm-hmm. to give an explanation because we want them to know hey I love you I want to spend time with you or hey I love you I would love to get a hug from you but right now if I if you hug me I'm going to crumble and I don't want to crumble right now because I want us to actually get on and do some of the stuff we have planned today um so that's the reason right now it's this and that might change and if you if you hug me I'm probably just going to go and check out for a bit because I need to not I've got some stuff that's going on I need to process. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, yeah, we don't owe anyone an explanation. But with our close people, we want to give it a lot of the time. Like I I don't owe Serena an explanation about anything that I do or why I do it. But do I want her to understand why? So she understands me better. So she knows what's going on. So she knows it's not about her. And it's not about anything that's happening between the two of us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, that helps me to then navigate myself so I'm not adding extra impact to anything else that's going on. Right. Absolutely. So the thing about it is, is that we want to communicate boundaries as soon as we are aware of them mm-hmm. with the people who are closest to. The thing is that I would say that for more established universal boundaries, as in like this is just how I am. This is where I'm at. This is like what is important to me. Um, Boundaries, generally speaking, are best communicated not in the moment. If we are aware of them already, doing it ahead of time in a neutral emotional space where there's no like, oh, you like you're doing this and this is not this is this is a boundary. and Here's why it's a boundary. And I want to do that. Like, like doing it ahead of time means that that person may not come up on that boundary at all. Mm hmm. Um, and by doing it in a neutral space, you can discuss them and figure out what's best for both people and for the relationship. So um, I've, I've shared, I know, on a previous episode that I had a friend of mine who would never share food off the same plate. Just wasn't something she was comfortable with. She wanted to eat what was on her plate in her time, in her, her way, without dealing with anybody else. And that was something I knew ahead of time. So I never even tried to eat food off her plate. Mm-hmm. Now... Serena and I are food sharers. Now, I will check with Serena before just grabbing something off Mm -hmm. her plate. Um, But I wouldn't have even asked this other friend if I could have something off her plate. Because I knew ahead of time that wasn't where she was at. Mm -hmm. And like, especially when you're able to deal with it where what tends to happen in these moments is somebody is doing something because it meets their needs to do it in that moment. Remember, everything we do every second of every day is to meet or mask our needs. So if somebody is doing something because it meets their needs in in that moment, and then we respond with a boundary that says, actually, that's not okay with me. Somebody may react to the fact that their needs are being quote unquote compromised or that more important and what is actually happening is they can't meet the need in the way they want to meet the need i.e., utilizing you as part of that process you're not harming somebody in that situation but there is probably still going to be some feeling about mm-hmm. it in that moment if you can have the conversation ahead of time before all of this happens then you're not the person is not reacting to that situation in the moment where it is relevant to them in the moment where it is going to affect them so it's really important to 
um, if you can, let people know what these boundaries are ahead of time because it reduces and reduces the intensity around them. Mm-hmm. And it prevents this kind of amplification that happens when our emotions are up because it is relevant to something that's happening and that is important to us or that we want to be doing right here, right now when it's happening. It's also really important, I know we're talking about how to communicate our boundaries, but also how to communicate when somebody sets a boundary with you. Like yes. the, there's the reciprocal nature of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yes. And this is, if you don't take one other thing from this episode, I mean, I hope you do. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you do. But if you don't take one other thing from this episode, other than this, mm-hmm. and that is, when someone communicates a boundary with you, say thank you. And shock the shit out of them. <laughs> I Like Claire and I thank each other for setting, holding, like communicating boundaries all the time with each other because it brings us closer together. And we live, breathe, or work. And so when somebody else communicates their boundaries with me, I thank you thank for letting you. me know that. And they're like, What? Because of this societal and cultural conditioning that we have. I mean, like, they're like, uh, uh, you're, you're welcome. welcome. <laughs> like, they don't know what True. to do with it. They're like, you weirdo, why are you thanking me? And it's like, because this means that we can create a closer relationship. Because knowing. I now know how to do relationship in a way that doesn't compromise your needs. Mm-hmm. So thank I want to know that. Like, like yes. that's how I want to be with my people. Is I want to be able to know how to not compromise their needs. Thank you for helping to make our relationship stronger. Helping, how? Thank you for helping me to understand how to be a better friend to you. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you for feeling comfortable enough to set your I was, boundaries. Oh. Um, but yeah, like, thank you for trusting me to let me know what your boundaries are. And thank you for wanting me to know so that we can become closer. Mm-hmm. Like all of that, like boundaries are such a beautiful, They're a beautiful tool. What I'm kind of getting, it's like a creator tool. Like yeah. it, it's the tool the creator uses. And as we've mentioned. One of. One, one of. of <laughs> yes. yes. One, of, one of many. One of many, many, many. Um, but as we've mentioned throughout this series, like a lot of times people think of boundaries as bad things and mm-hmm. they're negatives and they're, they're, they're keeping us apart. And it's like, no, like if you embrace the creator of the boundaries, like the creator aspect of boundaries, it can create something that you couldn't even imagine was possible because it brings you closer in a way that you couldn't imagine was possible. Well, and as we've said previously, when it comes to relationship, it does if it doesn't work for both people, it doesn't work for either people. And by knowing what somebody else's boundaries are, you know how you can co-create something that works that doesn't compromise that for them. Mm-hmm. So you you can you can find out how to create something that works for both people because that's what that's what solidifies and strengthens and um, makes a relationship closer mm-hmm. is knowing you are around somebody who wants it to work for you. Like so many, I mean, I've been in so many relationships where the other person hasn't given a toss whether it worked for me mm-hmm. or not. Like they wanted it to work for them. 
ah, working it for me. Well, 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 maybe, maybe not. Who cares? Um, but knowing you are around somebody who wants it to work for you, who wants to know what your boundaries are, that is... It, it's a it's a whole different experience of relationship. It brings the relationship closer and at the same time opens it up. It opens it up mm-hmm. to possibility and it opens up to more feel goods because you're not being impacted the way I mean, just I, yeah, just thinking about like the daily compromising of boundaries and being in a space where I'm like, I really don't have to worry. Like, yeah, and there's always the. Sometimes accidentally, so, yes. we might make mistakes. We had, issue, we had issues today where right. Claire was like, actually, that was a boundary for me. And I'm like, thank you. Yes. Like, mind yep. slip, there we go. Yeah. And totally forgot. Yeah, mind slip. I said it and my mind slipped away Whoosh, with it. Off it went. Um, you were saying about it brings, makes relationships closer. Yeah, but, and it also opens it up to the yes, possibilities. possibilities. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a benefit. Like, it's a benefit. and there, I just, there are so many benefits. It, there really is. And I, and I get excited about because I'm like, I see what it's done for our relationship. Right. I see what it's done for the relationship with me and my husband mm-hmm. and my friends. Like, mm-hmm. setting the boundaries and just being like, okay, this is, this is, this is what it is. This is what it is. And and how much more enjoyable your time with those people is. Well, because you're not worried about, oh, are they going to, oh, are they going to cross the boundary? Like, Well, in the amount of, I mean, like there's been quite a few times in talking boundaries with other people. I've learned boundaries that I didn't know existed with them because I'm like, oh, no, they're fine with it. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't tell me they had a boundary. So I assumed they were fine with it. Right. And there's layers to me assuming stuff like that. But it's like. I never I didn't know like and that's actually another thing that there's there's a couple of things that I kind of want to finish up with which is like the first thing is you don't have to wait for someone to communicate a boundary with you Mm -hmm. you can ask and we talked about this in a previous Mm -hmm. episode like communicating about boundaries is not just about communicating where your boundaries are it's communicating about where are the other person's boundaries asking like what it what works for you what doesn't work for you like where are your boundaries around this like what what is it that um like I will often say to Serena like what time do you need to leave by tonight mm-hmm. so that I'm like okay now I know that I can work within your boundaries so that communication is a two way thing mm-hmm. I can sense some apprehension 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 <laughs> you know is there something here right and Actually, even if there isn't any apprehension like proactively like i like before there's been any apprehension before we've got to that point mm-hmm. being like hey i just want to check in what works for you in this situation that like you're not like waiting until our boundary is crossed you're like hey you want to let me know is there anything that i need to know mm-hmm. about ahead of time so i don't accidentally trip and fall over a boundary that i didn't know existed mm-hmm. so that communication can go two ways and it's really like communicating where your boundaries are is great thanking people for letting you know where they are is great but when you start looking for them when you start asking like how do we do this in a way that works for both of us there is a feeling that comes with that that just that you feel seen and appreciated and respected and loved and cared for in a way that uh, most people don't ever have an experience of. Like I've I've had so many, like I have a couple of close friends who are just like, thank you so much for how we do friendship. Like we say to each other all the time, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for how we do friendship because it's not just, oh fuck, I slipped up. Sorry, yeah, won't do that again. It's like, okay, what, like, what do you need right now? 
How can I support you right now? What are the things that would help? What were the things that wouldn't help right now? Like letting, like looking for that, looking mm-hmm. for the win-win, looking for the what works for us both is is amazing. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that if you are good at setting boundaries, people will actually come to you more. Like people think that like if I set boundaries a lot of the time, people won't come to me because they'll assume I'm going to say no. But the thing is people will come to you mm-hmm. because they know you will say no if it mm-hmm. doesn't work. Yep. They also know if you say yes, it's a full oh, yes. Like I can't like th- this is like this dynamic between the two of us. Like we will actually pre-frame questions with it's okay if the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Here's the question. Yep. So that we are saying boundaries are fine here. Let me know if there's a boundary. I'm just asking whether this would be possible right now. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends that were very shocked when the boundaries came out and uh, people who were part of this process with me mm-hmm. that say that exact thing. They're like, at least I know when I ask you, like, you're not going to fluff around, like you're either going to be yes or no. And like, or at work, um, when I worked for a company, somebody's like, ask, you know, go ask Serena. Oh, well, I don't know. And it's like, if she doesn't want to, if she can't, she's going to let you know. Like, right. And it's like, okay, I know you're going to tell me the truth. Yes. Right. And the thing is that so many people say yes and then resent it Mm -hmm. because they don't want to say yes, but they're not comfortable setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that's when it becomes icky. Like how I can't like count the number of times I've seen instances, whether this was on TV, movies or real life with clients, with friends, where someone was like, well, I didn't want to let you down. I didn't want to disappoint Mm -hmm. you by saying no, but them showing up and not actually being a yes creates way more disappointment because they don't show up fully mm-hmm. and in the way that the other person wants. Like I would far rather someone be like, you know what, I can't make it tonight rather than showing up and being like, mm-hmm. like all night. Like, I mean. It was it my birthday a couple of years ago? It might've been my 40th. And it, it was, was actually, it, interestingly yeah. enough, it was me that was like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> and we had Bobby's on the, yeah. Bobby's on the to-do list and which you you've heard is one of our favorite things and it's usually something that energizes us and it's therapeutic and all the things and I was like no I yeah like I can't no, and I, we had been out since three o'clock in the afternoon well, yeah, so it wasn't so. like it was like oh I'm half an hour into right. my birthday I'm done although that would have been, been fine too because if I got 30 minutes into the night and I'm like you know I'm gonna poop my own party like yeah. <laughs> because I can because that's what I need right now yeah like being able to do that and like if I had gone to Bobby's I would have been I may have pulled it together maybe but I wouldn't have really been there I would have been exhausted I probably mm-hmm. would have been edgy there pro- there would have been little yeah. things that would have made it like you how many times should I should have just gone home right I should have listened to what I wanted yeah. to. I should have just gone home I wish I hadn't gone out like mm-hmm. I'd like I like this I turned pushed out myself worse. to do it. And actually it's a good good example of this was something that happened this week was um I had a friend who invited me out to celebrate his birthday and I really wanted to go because I really wanted to be there for him. I was also exhausted. Like we were like we we not only are we in a week of recording right now, but also we were in a week of recording in a really freaking hot house mm-hmm. with no AC and no fans while we were mm-hmm. recording. So we were like dripping and it was tough and it like it took energy out of us to be in that environment. And I was like and 
I, I basically said to this person, like, what time are you going to get there? I want to get as early as possible because I can't stay very long. Um, and they said to me, like, it's okay if it's too much. Like, we had fun on Saturday night. And I was like, no, I want to go. And I set an expectation of, like, mm-hmm. I'll come for 30 yes. minutes or so. Now, most people, if I just shown up and I hadn't let them know that expectation and expectations and boundaries are very mm-hmm. kind of closely related. Just about just like setting expectations. Is, yeah. It's like, it's or just setting boundaries is. My mind is like clicking. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> setting boundaries also helps to let people manage, set and manage their expectations. expectations. And also setting expectations work in harmony with setting mm-hmm. boundaries. Like I had set to myself, I am not going to be there longer than, a, than an hour. I'd set myself a hard boundary. So I set the expectation I was going to be 30 minutes. Now, if I'd just shown up and left 30 minutes later, I could imagine someone being like, what was the point of coming out for 30 minutes? But if it was the expectation, it was the difference between me coming out or not coming out, I can come for 30 minutes because we're in podcast recording week, which means that things are like intense right now and I've got to be up early tomorrow. Um, And actually someone gave me shit as I was leaving. What are you doing leaving? I'm like, got work tomorrow. What do you mean you got work tomorrow? Like, I got to go. Like, this is what I need to do to take care of myself. So it's like the the more we understand our boundaries, the more we communicate around our boundaries, the more we communicate around our expectations and the more we like are clear, like, okay, so I'm setting myself a hard boundary for myself. I'm communicating that really clearly with myself. What do I want to set in terms of expectations with the person I'm meeting so I can respect that boundary and not feel pressure because of what the other person's expectations are as to whether I'm going to stay or whether I'm going to go. And the cool thing about this is that it opens up relationships because people will ask you things like we had somebody who we didn't know particularly like we didn't know well well who was going through some stuff and reached out to both of us and was like hey I could really do with a mom hug and a chat are you around like where can I find you right now and as it like we both responded just how it happened that I responded first and by the time that Serena responded they were already with me and they were like do you mind if I come chat no I don't mind if I if you come chat come and talk to me um but I also got that they were like, if I wasn't in the space, I would have been like, actually, I, I, I like, I'm, I can't right now. Could we meet up tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Like, I would find, I would look for a different way of doing it um, that works for me. And I think that, like the it, the I, I, part of the reason it opens up relationships is it opens up possibilities. Mm-hmm. Because if I say to Serena, can you do this, and the answer is no, a lot of the time, both of us or one of us, either of us or both of us will go into creator mode. Mm-hmm. I can't do this, but I could do this. Would that work for you? Mm-hmm. So we look, so it's like rather than, and a lot of people, they won't ask the question in the first place. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I don't want to ask because I don't want to, I don't want them to say no. Or I don't want them to say yes and don't mean it. Whereas we'll be like, hey, what about this? Mm-hmm. Nah. Well, what about this? Oh, yeah, that would work. Could we do it this way? Yeah, that works for me. And all of a sudden, a whole new option has been created mm-hmm. just because we communicated around it. So you're saying boundaries can create possibility. Yes, they can. And boundaries combined with needs. Because once you understand, like when the boundary kind of comes up, okay, so what is it that I need in this moment? How do I create that? That's where the options come from. And the possibility. Ooh, the possibilities of the pop screen come from. <laughs> getting all sorts of excited. I am getting all here. excited. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I've got to say it too. <laughs> we got to sing it. 
Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. There we go. That was, was kind of Yaya esque. <laughs> oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, I got a little yoohoo. In oh, there. I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> okay, like, <laughs> and moving on. I'm moving that on, on from that one. <laughs> um, it's really important to like. I don't know. I want to kind of close up is remembering the more you do it, the easier it gets. It's it's like yeah. pra- it's practicing. Like you. The first few times I did, I was like, ah. mm. like the first few times I did, it was probably like eh, right before I said it. Yeah. The next few times it was like, eh. okay, let's set the boundary. Yeah. And then now it's like I got a boundary here. This is because it's matter. Like my boundaries right. are for me. Like this, this is what it is. This is the reality of the situation. And you know what? You just you 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 kind of almost said. I don't know whether you actually did say it, but you were like, it's about. You would say it's very matter of fact. I don't think you actually finished the sentence, but what you were going to say, I'm sure, was it was very matter of mm-hmm. fact. And the cool thing with it being matter of fact is the more matter of fact it is, the less personal it is. Mm-hmm. Like if if you're like, oh, ee, uh, uh, ee, uh, uh, I don't want to go out because of, yeah, yeah, I mean, this and this I'm not going out can, because I need sleep. Yeah, it can feel personal because the person's like, are they being weird because this is about me? Mm-hmm. Or like, are they being weird because they don't trust me to tell me what's going on? And as Serena said, once you make it very matter of fact, like I can't, I, I can't go out tonight because I need sleep. It's real. No, you don't need sleep. <laughs> Actually, I have think I have heard that rebuttal to it. Give them my card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me let me tell you about the universal needs. Okay. Like, <laughs> call this number. Right. Say that to them. <laughs> And that's the thing, like, what and what that you don't need sleep is, is I want you to be a part of meeting my needs. And so I'm going to invalidate what you're saying you're needing so that you won't feel that you need it so that you'll do the thing that will be my, meet my needs. Meet my needs to the detriment of yours. And once you put it in those terms, it's like, ew, no. No, thank you. But Serena's right. The more that you communicate around needs... Um, well, the more you communicate, communicate around <laughs> needs, the easier it gets. I mean, that is also true. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you communicate more about boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Ooh, oh, dear. Like, yeah, I didn't want to be accused of being like, yeah, yeah, but again, <laughs> <laughs> I had to find a different one in there. <laughs> I like that. I'm going all over the place. Um, but once you communicate more about boundaries, you also, like, not only do you get used to it, but also you start to see, oh, hold on a second. When I did it this way, it was easier. This way, hold on a second. There was a bit of resistance there. There was a bit of hesitation. Mm-hmm. Like, what did I say in that? You can then start to kind of learn for yourself. Mm-hmm. You kind of take the feedback of the situation. Like, you get, you I, get better at it. Oh, absolutely. Like, 100%. And also, like, because I remember the very first time I communicated about boundaries with Serena. Like, we've told this story on prior podcasts. So I'm not going to go into it. But I was anxious because here was a person who meant a lot to me and I really appreciated our friendship. And I knew if communicating about my boundaries did not go well, this friendship was not going to be as close as I wanted it to be. Luckily, she received it well. And that was my clue of like, oh, this is someone that I can, yeah, this, this this has got the potential to go somewhere because... She might not have responded in the way that I would have responded at that point in time. I mean, my go-to phrase is not, I'm such an asshole, which was what she actually said in that moment. <laughs> that's still my go- <laughs> that's still my go-to <laughs> phrase. But it's not, the thing is, 
now it's it's different. Like now yeah. it's it's not. I'm not taking that in. I'm label. not shaming myself yeah. for it. I'm like that was an asshole moment. Like right, that was an asshole moment. Yes. Yeah, I had an. It was an asshole move. Like I don't want to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, now that wouldn't have been how I responded, but all I heard in that was. I'm hearing what you're saying and I, I realize what's what's going mm-hmm. on right now. And we had a conversation about it. Now, through us hanging out together, Serena's seen how I communicate about boundaries and her her communication about boundaries has shifted somewhat mm-hmm. over the years. Oh. A little bit. Some, just a touch. Like I actually set them, hold them, <laughs> honor them. Like, I mean, all those things. But I think that's the thing is that we can teach other people how mm-hmm. to communicate with us by how we communicate with them. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a sit down. This is how we do it. Yes. It's just watch. Right. This is what we're going to This is this is how I do boundaries mm-hmm. and you can see people going, "Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I might try that too. Let's give it a go." Um and so this is the thing when it comes to boundaries is that it's a constant learning mm-hmm. process. Like I would love to give you a formula go, okay, to set a boundary, you do this, 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 and this. And that's not always the situation because it's different depending on the circumstances, the person, where you're at, what capacity you have. You might not have capacity to communicate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's often like when I think about what used to happen when Serena was going through, the, what got, was in the hole, was like, I don't have capacity to communicate. It wasn't really, I don't have capacity to communicate it. It's like, I don't have capacity to deal with the bullshit that's probably going to come back when I communicate about this. And I don't trust that's not going to happen. And the cool thing is, is like, I know with me and also with her closest people, like she now knows she can communicate with me what's going on and she, she ain't getting no bullshit back. Mm-hmm. In fact, she'll probably get like, she'll ask for like a day or what have you. And I'll be like, take a few days if that's mm-hmm. what you need. Like, like it's it's not going to compromise her capacity to communicate about it which is why she communicates about it more Mm -hmm. and one thing I want to say kind of tagging on to the more you do it the easier it gets like like Claire said and I know we've mentioned this in other episodes like when you're at the boundary when it's like when somebody's butting up to it when it's been crossed like if you're there and that's when you need to address it fine but if you can address it ahead of time even better start with small things that's why we use the time boundary as Mm -hmm. an example because that's usually a less charge dependent on the circumstances and all of that yeah but starting small like I didn't jump into my boundaries with like these hard huge things with my emotionally charged things yeah like it's kind of like toe taps and it's like okay I'm practicing this boundary things and sometimes I would honor like just that and be like Mm -hmm really working hard to hold my boundaries, you know, like in actually kind of bringing somebody into your boundary process. Well, and that's actually how you build trust because it's scary to share a boundary that's really important to you. Mm -hmm. So sometimes if you share a little boundary that's less important, if they don't honor it, you're like, oh, I see you. You're not a boundary person. So I don't feel safe sharing all of me. And there's probably going to be some distance there. Mm -hmm. If, however you put that toe tap in and you share a little boundary and they're like, thank you so much for letting me know. I had no idea. I really appreciate that. I'll be mindful of that going forward. You're like, oh, you, you my kind of person. You my boundary person. Let's hang out and spend some more time talking mm-hmm. about boundaries together. Like that is like, it, it's a big deal. The other thing that just occurred to me when Serena was saying about like, it's better if, if you can discuss it up front. If you are in the moment If you are in the moment where your boundary has been crossed, I want to say something to you. 
Remember, boundary crossed equals negatively impacted needs. Negatively impacted needs equals trauma. Might only be a slight one, but it's a trauma. In that moment, take a little pause and a breath to take care of yourself and the impacted needs as you before you communicate, if you mm-hmm. can, if you can. That's the reason that, as I said in that previous example, I went out to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, I got to take care of what I need to mm-hmm. take care of right now. And like, take some deep breaths mm-hmm. and like, give yourself what you need in that moment to be able to, because like, for example, if like Serena and I are in a situation and Serena has accidentally come steamrolling over my needs. It's not something that happens very often. There have been a couple of occasions where it has happened. Now, in that moment, if she's steamrolled over my needs and I go straight back in that moment, I'm probably going to be reacting from my unmet needs. Mm -hmm. And so normally what has happened, in fact, I think this has happened every single time we've been in this situation, I've taken some time, I've figured my shit out, and then I've communicated about it. Because even though she's accidentally tap danced across my needs I know it's going to be an accidental thing I know that was never going to have been her intention and I know I believe the best of her I believe because of the relationship that we have that she wants to show up in a way that's supportive of me that we want that and I want to communicate with her in a way that brings us closer so by my doing that by my going okay take take up a deep breath foundation function need what is happening right now Okay, she's compromised my needs. So my value need is probably up right now. Like you are worthy of having your needs respected, Claire. It's okay. Like like one of my fe- emotional experience expression is probably up right now. Like I'm frustrated right now. You are like feeling frustrated is a valid response to what is happening right now. It's okay to feel frustrated. Like allow myself to feel it, process it a little bit. Like it doesn't have to be this big, like, you don't have to be like, puss. Mm-hmm. I need to take three hours to go sort my shit out and then come back. I can do a lot of stuff in just 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. In the time it takes me to go to the bathroom is my bathroom is my safe haven. Like always. Like if I'm in a situation where I'm like, uh, bathroom, mm-hmm. <laughs> bye. If I go to the bathroom and I take that moment and the time it takes me to do that, okay, I can support some of the negatively impacted needs so they're not as negatively impacted I can give myself the resource and the capacity to now be able to communicate this in a way which is going to continue to bring us bring us closer because I know Serena is somebody who is never going to want to intentionally hurt me or intentionally negatively impact my needs and vice versa which means that if I come at it from that place of grace from that place of understanding and recognizing I get that this was not your intention here's what happened Mm -hmm. and this was how I experienced it and here's what I want to communicate with you and this is a boundary for me and in this situation if this happens again I'm probably just going to leave the situation because that is the that that's not okay with me and I've that blah 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 whatever it is Mm -hmm. but if I communicate from that place it's far more likely to to operate to bring us closer together and for her to be like oh fuck I'm so sorry I appreciate you telling me this. I want to know how to do this in a way that works for both of us and I will do it this way in in future. And knowing that neither of us are perfect, we're going to fuck up. We're going to make mistakes in the future. That's just being human. Go back a couple of episodes if you don't know about that. Um, But I think that being able to understand where the impact lies and being able to do your kind of triage Mm -hmm. on that before you go back into that, like it's like, okay, I've got, I'm, I'm bleeding on my arm, stick a band aid on it. Mm-hmm. 
I can go back and do a little bit of deeper work later if I need to. But right now, what are the things that, okay, like this is this is the thing that's causing the big problem. Okay, I'm gonna put a tourniquet on it so that I'm not being compromised and I'm taking care of myself and now I can come back and have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And like Claire said, at the very least, take a deep breath. Like if you can't, yeah. if you don't even have the 30 seconds to process, just take a beat, breathe in, breathe out. Because what happens is a lot of times when we kind of get on that defensive or something happens that we feel is compromising our needs, whether it actually is or not, we, like Claire said, I mean, you kind of get that, that like raw response <laughs> and a breath can, I mean, you'll, there may still be, if you're not able to process it fully before you come back to it, yeah. there still may be a little like to it like right. a little like edge a little edge to it yeah but even a breath will take a little bit of that charge out and that's right. you know like it's amazing how the simple things that meet your needs well, can kind of just and we've talked diffuse. we've talked about it in previous episodes about the view breathing and how view breathing supports your vagus nerve deep breathing actually supports your vagus nerve as well so view breath if you can do it yeah it's a great way like i'm triggered right now oh, okay let's do mm-hmm. some view breathing support my vagus nerve it'll engage my parasympathetic system and rest and digest and it will improve my ability to recover from so all of that stuff if we aren't like <laughs> we may be in a social situation where we're not comfortable going like out of nowhere but taking a few deep breaths also supports and tones our vagus nerve and engages it so we can actually we can there's there's other elements like that deep breath is not just your moment to Mm -hmm. pause it actually is supporting your your system as well as giving yourself that moment to breathe and before you respond so um suffice to say this is not the end of the conversation about boundaries. Mm-mm. Boundaries, 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 boundaries. Are you like Sheldon, like getting a few, like Sheldon knocks three times and then there's a time where she he does more and he's like, you're not more than three times. It's like, yeah, sometimes in a rush. It's good to have some in the bank. Yeah, like, you're getting some in the bank right, right now. <laughs> Anything you would like to add to our boundaries, boundaries, boundaries episode? I think I am good. We'll, we'll leave boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> Where, well, we'll leave uh, the next uh, the next thoughts for the next episode. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you for listening. And if we've shared something today which you're like, hold on a second, what about this? What about this? What if I'm in, if maybe you have a specific situation where it's like, I was in this situation. Like, can you give me some thoughts on how I would deal with this? By all means, let us know. We will be happy to record a future episode about it because this is not the end of the story. It is yeah, a lot of ways just family. the beginning. I mean, we're, we're going to start chunking it out. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's there's all kinds of different variations in which it shows up. And how you approach it is potentially going to be slightly different depending mm-hmm. on those different situations. Absolutely. So for now, we'll just say thank you for being here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Um, remember, between now and next time, to take care of your own needs, to stay safe. And we're sending you lots of love. That was weird. I said that backwards. I'm just, I'm gonna, <laughs> Serena's like, no, we're not quite finished yet. I'm going to do it the way that feels comfortable for me. So remember between now and next time <laughs> to take care of yourself, to stay safe, and remember to continue to meet your own needs. That was weird. I needed to do it the right way in order for it to work. Who knew? Let me blow my kiss. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye, friends. <laughs> Okay, we've done it again. Although it's been a while since we've done this. So. And it's not, not hitting record. 
Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I checked as you said that. <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh, no, we did hit record. Yeah. Um, no, what I mean is, is that we got to the end of the episode or rather the end of the episode and then a couple of days later and I suddenly realized there were some really important things that I wanted to make sure that we added on. So I wanted to record this little bolt on, like you can see it's different, like we're, we're in different stuff. Like this was just one of those things where it felt really important to come in and just mention them. Um, one of the things is obviously we talked about in the importance of boundaries that one of the aspects of that is having the component of what is the action that you are going to do or what are the things that you are going to do to ensure those boundaries are taken care of so it's not a question of like you're just trying to stop somebody else's behavior it's like what are you going to do to maintain that boundary now the interesting thing is is that that action isn't necessarily going to be communicated with the other person, certainly at first. It's something that you know that you will do in order that you can navigate when your boundaries are compromised. So I could set a, a, a boundary with Serena and this has happened in the past where I've said, um, just so you know, like this is something that, that um, I've, I've let her know that something is or is not okay with me. Now, because of the kind of relationship that we have, I know that I don't need to say to Serena, okay, so this is a boundary for me. And if you cross this boundary, this is what I'm going to do. Like initially, I'm just going to let her know what it is. Internally, I know what I'm going to do if that boundary gets crossed. And... And the cool thing, uh, the interesting thing about it is the what you do might change depending on the situation or depending on how the situation unfolds. So it could be that initially the thing you're going to do is that you're going to communicate the boundary. So that's what that's what the situation would be with me and Serena. It's like if there's a boundary um, and I've, I've let her know about it, I've told her that something is or isn't okay with me, I'm just going to let her know and be like, hey, that was a boundary of mine. Um, and most of the time Serena's like oh my goodness I'm so sorry I didn't know and we that, and that's the end of this the conversation because she wants to honor that boundary and it was just that maybe she'd forgotten about it maybe she wasn't aware of it she'd done some said something without even thinking about it necessarily so initially the first step might be that you're going to communicate the boundary if then that boundary gets crossed again you might let them know what you will do if you they continue to cross the boundary so it's like hey Here's what the boundary is. And then if someone carries on crossing that boundary, it's like, hey, just so you know, I've, as I said, that's a boundary of mine. What I need to do is like, if, if this is going to happen, I'm going to end the conversation or I'm going to walk away. Um, and I'm, I've just had something pop up on my screen that's literally just blocked what it is I'm trying to see on the screen. <laughs> so I'm just going to take that away. Um, and then so and then the next step, it might be to end the conversation or leave the situation or the next thing that might be that you do is you might not say yes as often to spending time with that person going forward. So there's lots of different things. And it's like, you don't have to, I don't want people to think, oh, well, I didn't communicate what I was going to do in that situation. Therefore, that's not a boundary. As long as you know what you're going to do in that situation, that is the thing that is is going to make the difference in this situation. So this is really important to recognize because with the people who respect your boundaries, like Serena, I've never had a situation with Serena in which I've needed to do more than just communicate that that boundary is there because that's enough to ensure it's respected. Serena's always going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that was a boundary of yours. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, I, I apologize. She do If necessary, she'll, she'll do something to make amends and she'll be like, just so you know, noted for future. This is what I'm going to do in the future. Um, with people who don't respect your boundaries or maybe you don't know, you don't have a closer relationship with, you might just leave the situation mm -hmm. without saying anything. Um, 
as to say something may end up with your needs being further negatively impacted. So if you like, if you're in a situation with somebody where it's like you can't trust that they will respect you and your boundaries or respect why you feel the way that you do, not that you need to just explain why you feel the way you do. Or respond in a way that doesn't impact you. Right. Exactly. You, um, it may be that you're actually, you know, like I'm just, I'm, I'm out of here. I've just got to leave the situation right now because that is, that is me enforcing my boundary. That's the thing I'm doing, but I don't need to tell the other people that's what I'm going to do in order for it to be a boundary. I do that often. And then if they come like in those, like I don't do it often as like my regular, but like, <laughs> I'll just be like, okay, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. And if somebody comes to me and they're like, hey, wait a minute, you just up and left or whatever, like you excuse yourself quickly. That was a quick exit. I'm like, yeah, well, this happened. And I don't even, I don't owe them that to give like, but right. a lot of times I will choose well. Like, you crossed the boundary I let you know about the boundary you crossed it again so absolutely and for some people you may not even communicate the boundary the first time again like I've I've, I've said like if I'm in a bar and somebody crosses my boundary I'm not gonna be like hey dude boundary Mm -hmm. there um you crossed it um I'm gonna be like bye Mm -hmm. I'm gone I have a lot of mental note boundaries with people like especially with like family and really close interpersonal Mm -hmm. relationships I have boundaries that people aren't aware of necessarily because for whatever reason safety or Mm -hmm. whatever the reason is it doesn't need to necessarily be communicated but it's like okay I know if this person acts in this way these are my options of how to handle this and that gives me security to know I have these options and also it's not just that you have the options it's that you know what your first option always Mm -hmm. is like you know what you're going to do if this boundary gets crossed in this situation Um, because the important thing is for you to know what you're going to do in this situation so that if the boundary is crossed you have an action to take to ensure it is enforced for yourself Mm -hmm. but I didn't want because it was funny I was thinking about this after the event and I was like Serena and I state boundaries to each other all the time but very rarely do we actually go hey this is a boundary and if this gets crossed this is what I'm going to do we know internally what we're going to do and yes there I mean I, I can't I can't ever imagine a situation where that would come up where I'd be like hey Serena if you keep crossing my boundary this is what I'm going to do about <laughs> right. it because that like neither of us would want to cross our boundary like the, right you cross it once and it's like, like, it's like oh shit I'm so sorry <laughs> right and that's and then Claire if, if you're watching on the video when Claire was talking about how I do think it's like mental no I'll literally yes like do a physical like brain like I'm poking you like right remember and a lot of times that's what helped like that yes it's some kind of tapping helps me remember it and it's like it will come up and I'm like oh that's right she has a boundary there let's be yeah mindful I can say a million other things that isn't this thing that's going to trigger her right absolutely (laughs) and so I just I wanted to make sure that I, I kind of spoke to this because otherwise it can make it can sometimes make and there are some situations in which yes if you have a particularly difficult relationship with somebody, if there have been problems in the past, it may be that it is something that you want to communicate from the get go. Um, but I just, I didn't want, like sometimes this can make, it, it can make our relationships and our communication, our relationships feel weird and awkward where it's like, like, I'm like, I don't want to set a boundary because it sounds like I, it, it does, it sounds almost like a, that's where this kind of risk of slipping into this kind of control versus boundaries thing can kind of show up. It's like, well, if you do this, I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. which then sounds punitive. It's more like, how do I, how am I going to, and, and instead we want to come into, okay, what do I want to do if my boundary is crossed? 
And just because you haven't communicated that to the other person doesn't negate that as a boundary. What it means is that it may be that the first step is that you're aware of the, where the boundary is because a lot, like there are a lot of boundaries with Serena I've never had to verbalize because Serena does her best to be a decent human being and a lot of those are just decent human being boundaries. They're not like things that you would need to verbalize to a lot of people because most people know basic human decency here are the things you do and don't do and those norms change in different uh, like different situations with different people and what have you so there might be somewhere and there are somewhere it's like oh okay this is somebody who's had a different upbringing to me or what have you it's like I maybe I need to communicate that Mm -hmm. because that's something that is okay for them obviously but it's not okay for me I need to let them know that but just letting them know that might be the first part of the bound uh, the boundary but you don't necessarily need to say well if you keep doing this thing I'm going to leave because I don't feel comfortable with that. The first step might just be communicating what it is. And then it's like, hey, like, just so you know, I'm really not comfortable with that. Um, like, I, if that's what you want to do, I completely understand. I, I'm going to probably leave if that, if, if, if this kind of continues because it, it doesn't, I don't feel comfortable with it. And then if that continues, you'd be like, okay, I'll see you later. Have a good time. Bye. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to make sure that we we just kind of address this because I didn't want people to think, oh, if I haven't told the other person what the action is I'm going to take, it doesn't make it a boundary um, because it can cause us to pull back from articulating and setting boundaries rather than encourage us to lean into it. And we want to be able to lean into it. Um, Now, it's also important to recognize that those actions, it's helpful if there are steps to them. Like if somebody, there's a boundary that you have not communicated and the first time somebody crosses that boundary, you go from zero to a hundred, which is like, you don't tell them what the boundary is. You just immediately leave and you never speak to them ever again. Now, depending on what the, the, um, infraction is Mm -hmm. like, sometimes that's appropriate not gonna I'm not gonna um, say that that's never okay but if it's like a minor thing and we have that reaction like like the other person didn't have the information to be able to understand that was a boundary we want to work with the people remember boundaries are things that we want to help um, bring us closer together and so if we are implementing boundaries to bring us closer together we need to communicate them if they are crossed or if someone's coming up to them so you'd be like oh just just so you know, here's where, like, this is where my boundary is as far as this is concerned. Um, just to let you know. And if that person, like, just, like, again, okay, I'm going to head out because, like I said, as I said, this isn't something that I feel comfortable with. How we manage that, as I said, is part of how we communicate what our boundaries are. Um, and so it's important to recognize that that just because we haven't articulated all of it out loud, because also the the what I'm going to do might change depending on where we're mm-hmm. at in that process. like Or where our capacity is at in any given Absolutely, time. exactly. So it's like, well, I don't want to communicate the thing I'm going to do because the thing I'm going to do might be different with this person versus that person. Mm-hmm. This person I might be like, hey, just so you know, this I feel uncomfortable with this. This doesn't work for me. Um, with the other person, it might just be like, I just got to leave because I don't, mm-hmm. this is not someone I have that level of communication with where I feel like I can want to, I'm invested in communicating with them. And it may be that 
depending on your capacity, you stip, skip a couple of steps where it's like you don't communicate in that moment. Maybe you're in a situation where there's lots of people present. You don't feel able to communicate in that moment. So you may leave and then you may say to them, look, I didn't feel comfortable letting you know, just so you know, this is my boundary. Um, that's why I left in this situation. Obviously, I don't, I'm not, the plan is not to leave now. You know this, but if, as long as you know this and like that boundary is respected, then obviously I'll, I'm able to, to stay around. So it's like different times, different situations, which is part of the reason I'm not saying I'm saying it doesn't always need to be communicated because sometimes that can be difficult to communicate because it can vary depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add to this? No, well, I, I'm not going to make this bolt on uh, an extra hour. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it for today. Um, thank you for staying with us for a second time. Um, join us again next week. Uh, between now and then, remember to stay safe, take care of yourself and continue to meet your own needs. Lots of love. Bye. Bye friends. Again. <laughs> that's it for today. If you like what you heard, Please subscribe, rate, and give us a written review as it will help more people find us. And remember, you don't have to communicate about your boundaries, but if you choose to, how you communicate about them is the thing that can potentially bring your relationships closer. Well, shit. It really is that simple. 